Hey there. Welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. My name is Adam, but my followers know me as Cafe Kendama on Instagram. In the past five years of playing Kendama, I've met quite a few amazing individuals, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of them. In this show, you'll hear their stories, the behind the scenes of Kendama companies, and what goes on in the minds of some of the world's best Kendama players, because Kendama is more than just a ball in a cup. So, make sure your cup is full, and let's dive into this week's review. Good morning, and welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. Today, Ryan Trostel, the owner of Pineapple Kendamas, joins me to walk through the citrusy story of his company, Pineapple. Before we get too deep, I want to know though, in the chat this morning or tuning in later, uh, what you're drinking for coffee uh, and how you're drinking it, what you made, the brand, the everything. I want to know those juicy details ASAP. Thank you guys for joining in this morning. We got people rolling in. We got Kendama Mamba. We got Drew Manchu. Kendama saying hi from Muskoka. Hey, Jake, welcome here. Those of you that are tuning in later, if you didn't know, I had Kendama Mamba, the owner and the guy who runs LKL, Live Ken League, uh, on an earlier episode of The Review. You can actually find that on my Instagram TV. And little hush hush, but those of you that are joining in right now, you'll know by the end of the episode as well that Review is already on Spotify. So you can actually go and listen to all the archived episodes, aside from the first two, on Spotify today right after this episode of review. Drew is drinking his Mountain Dew as always. We got Kendama Goat in the chat, Jamin Dama, welcome here guys. Inward Lunar's making some tasty French press himself. So for those of you just joining in right now, uh, we're, we're diving into an amazing conversation with Ryan Trostel, the owner of Pineapple Kendamas. I'm really excited for him to join in this episode because I've actually never played a Pineapple Kendama and I'm super excited to be receiving a couple in the mail here coming soon. Uh, hopefully they're going to be here early next week and I'm going to get to experience it for myself and, and know what all the hype is about. We're going to get Ryan in here in just a moment. But a couple things I do want to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm actually like really excited this morning about some things going on with the review. Uh, first off, uh, this is episode nine. Guys, we are one episode away from the double digits of preview, which blows my mind that this has been going on for nine episodes already. That means that there are nine hours of, of preview content already in the world right now, which just is crazy to me. And we're about to hit 10 after next week's episode. Uh, another really interesting statistic that I've been pulling because I just like, I'm mind blown by the way that you guys have engaged with this content that I do every week, uh, <laughs> is that uh, in the last six episodes, the, the real ones where I've interviewed people and not the two pilot episodes, uh, we've averaged 637.5 views per episode. That means that we've had 637 people or, or at least unique viewers that have watched a few seconds at least of review, which is absolutely mind melting to me. Uh, JTAG, welcome here. Lauren, welcome here. Uh, and then thirdly, as you would have already heard if you joined in right away, review is going wide. 
we are going on your favorite podcasting platform. Over the past couple days, I've been working hard to get all of the previous episodes uh, edited and uploaded with a really cool intro and outro. I really hope you guys enjoy them. Uh, and you can actually find the episodes already on Spotify today, right after this episode. And this episode with Ryan is going to be uploaded on Spotify as well. Um, last but not least, as always, make sure your cup is full and let's dive into this week's review. I'm going to get Ryan in here in just a moment. Welcome in guys, Alexis, Jordan, just Chris now, one of the weird gang leaders of the world. Ryan, welcome here. What's up? Thank you for having me. Dude, thank you so much for being here. This is such a privilege to me uh, because A, I've never actually, I don't think we've ever actually personally met in real life, but we've no. been chatting nonstop all week. I mean, is... you were at last year's NAKO, right? Yeah. Okay, so we were at the same event, <laughs> we just didn't, didn't talk. And now here we are, we're talking. Hey Ryan, as, as I like to do in every episode, I wanna know what you're drinking this morning and, and it better be coffee because the past couple of episodes I've had people sneaking in with, with Lipton iced tea and all these <laughs> other sorts of things. What are you drinking this morning? Um, this morning I'm drinking uh, Cat's coffee. I did a V60 pour over. Mm. So I like to get pretty obsessive with my like pour patterns and the weights of everything. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's really good. And I know like I saw your guys' conversation about tea and it's weird because I'm from Texas. So sweet tea is like a big thing, like a barbecue, but it's like not on the same level of coffee. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, sweet yeah. tea and coffee are on like different sides of the spectrum there. All right, like subtle confession. I actually do like tea and I actually really like sweet tea or not even sweet tea, just iced tea. Sun tea is what like we okay. call it up here in SAS where you take like your big pitcher, your glass pitcher, you fill it up with a bunch of tea bags with cold water and you put it on your porch in the hot sun for, for like 12 hours, 14 hours okay. and then you just bring it in and this is like really refreshing. Yeah. But yeah. coffee over tea every day. It's more of a morning drink to me. And Texas sweet tea is super sweet, like blood thickening sweet, so. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, uh, second question as we warm up here. Uh, who is your favorite Kendama player, Ryan? Uh, Zach Yord. Why? Also, his last edit, unreal, right? Um, so he was the first Kendama player I ever saw. Like, I, that was the first um, video I ever watched that showed Kendama. So, I don't know. It's just like, I was really young at the time, so it was kind of just looking up to him. And also... He's just like a legend, you know? He's one of the OG yeah. Konami USA pros, so, yeah. OG guy who would have been traveling around, going to all the events, absolutely. Zachary's a legend. Yeah. He yeah. is unreal. And that, and like, for those of you in the chat and those of you tuning in later, you should go watch his recent edit that he posted on YouTube. I can't remember what it was titled, but just look up Zach Yord on Kendama USA, I think it was where it was posted, mm -hmm. and it is mind-melting. And just, like, from the editing standpoint, it's really, really cool. Yeah, the super, story and, like, real stylistic. That's why I like him a lot. Mm. Absolutely. And then my third question that I want to ask before we dive into the real meat of the conversation and we do some intros here, uh, what is your favorite Kendama trick? Favorite Kendama trick? Um, probably <laughs> like juggles to airplane. Oh, I hate that trick really? so I much. Know. So I'm I struggled so with it for so long and I just like made myself practice just like jumping stick 1.5 juggle to airplane like over and in. over. And then it turned into like what I would do after tricks, you know, 
yeah like now it's just like a no-brainer type it's just super satisfying i guess because it was so difficult before it it is a really satisfying trick no doubt like when i when i hit that trick it feels really really good i just never hit that trick so okay, maybe that's yeah, why yeah. it feels so good for me yeah it like the first time i ever did anything like it it was a quad j stick and then quad ken to that so it just slapped in oh so, like that's oh. like the feeling that's ingrained in my head of doing tricks like that now so so good so good so for those of you that are joining in the chat we got ryan trossel here he's the owner of pineapple kendamas he's a legend in the community and we're gonna be talking a bit about the story of ryan as a kendama player the story has pine of pineapple kendamas and from where they started to where they are now and where it's kind of going and as well as this new partnership between you guys and evo uh, on the manufacturing side. So that's a little bit of where we're going today. But throughout that, uh, there's lots of space for you guys in the chat to ask questions. Um, for those of you that are new to this, uh, in the chat is a great way to connect with other people and just pump in comments or use hashtag coffee gang nonstop. I love that. Um, but if you want me to ask the questions that you're interested in asking, make sure you put them in the Q&A tool. That's the little box with the question mark at the bottom. Otherwise, I lose the comments so quick. So make sure you put them in the Q&A tool and we'll make sure to ask them throughout the episode. That said, Ryan, are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. So Ryan, first off, just give me the lay of the land. Give me a bit of your story. How did you first get into Kendama? I think this is always the most interesting question to me because I think everybody gets into Kendama from a unique way. And I've said this in the past couple episodes that it's becoming more diverse how people get in. Used to be that you would meet someone who played Kendama like as a friend and they'd like pass you one and you play. But now it's almost becoming bigger than that because we got guys like Mr. Boogie T, Boot Johnson, Reed Stark, these like legends that have mass influence of hundreds of thousands of people that are getting into it from a, a digital way. Like they're mm -hmm. finding out from Instagram, from other people and not from a one-to-one -one relationship. So it's definitely changed, but how did you get into it? Um, it was it was way different then. I got into Kanama in 2012. Okay, whoa, eight years. Yeah, um, I used to, I was really big into yo-yoing. That was just something that me and my friends mm -hmm. always did. Um, and back at the time, yo-yoing community was like, Kendama was kind of just like a, like at events, there would be people playing Kendama. So, mm -hmm. uh, the communities were pretty close. So I was just looking at yo-yo edits on YouTube and that's where I saw Zach Yord's video and mm -hmm. like never saw anything like it, not even like remotely like that. Um, and I remember I was about to go on a trip like three days after I saw that video and I was so hyped on it. Like I needed to have mm -hmm. Kendama. So I, uh, my, I remember my dad primed me a, like a Caleb Kendama or one of those Amazon Kendamas. That was my very first Kendama. That, yeah, that was my Kendama. first Kendama. And he primed it and I got it the day before I was supposed to leave. And I just remember I was playing Kendama that entire trip. And um, it's, the community was so different back then, you know? I didn't even oh, yeah. know there was a community around this. I was just well, having fun. Well, that's, that was like before Instagram. So the only way you would have ever found people was via YouTube edits or maybe YouTube a weird edits. Facebook, a Facebook group. But like, if you weren't already in the community, you had no idea about the Facebook groups. Yeah. Because they were like was, underground. Like, I didn't use Facebook at the time. Like, I was only 12. Like, there's no reason. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think, like, I remember YouTube edits um, and also like there was unboxing videos. So like you would see the people doing the unboxings. Like at the time there was um, Steve's Kanamas. I don't know if you ever saw, he had like collection videos. He no longer plays. Um, the Gallagher's had their NZ Kanama right, channel. Right, right, right. And that, they were going crazy with edits. So that was like pretty big for me to watch. I don't even think I've seen any of those. I've heard they, of them, I think but they I, I could go back and watch them. them. 
I don't uh -oh. think they're on but they had like crazy amount and unboxings and all this different stuff. So that was like really it as far as getting mm -hmm. inspiration. <laughs> YouTube videos was it. Um, yeah. But I mean, the rest is history, really. Yeah. That's so cool. So then you got into it from a very unique way than from most people. Like for me, it was someone who introduced me to Kendama, like had one, passed it to me and said, give it a go. And then I was hooked. Yeah. And, and for you, you found it via YouTube which is yeah. so interesting because that's like the story that's happening today, but that wasn't the story that was happening back in 2012, at least from like my experiences chatting with people. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know how that video got suggested to me on YouTube, but I'm, I'm really happy it did. Yeah, really grateful for the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so then you, you got into Kendama. You've been playing for like eight years now, but there's a lot of time in between that. And I think a lot of players that would have started back in 2012 no longer play anymore, a fair amount of them. So what kept you with it? Because I don't imagine it was you in your room playing for eight years straight by yourself, because I don't think that's sustainable for almost um, anybody, unless you're a monster. So I got my friend into it. I am, at the time, that was like huge. Just like even having one friend to jam with is a total game changer. So that was a pretty big... Um, like forced to keep me going but mm -hmm. then eventually he ended up moving so it was just me again and i like really just had to like find inspiration you know so i would just i would film all the time and um at, that was when instagram already existed so like i would i had a few friends there and i ended mm -hmm. up meeting i was walking around at a, i was at a zoo with some friends and i had my kanam around my neck and someone noticed it and Yo. apparently like Texas is a pretty big state. So a couple of towns over, there is a, like a Kendama group that I had no idea about. Oh, so no way. That's how, like that kept me going, having like every first Saturday of the month, there was a jam and I could just, that helped keep me going. Oh, that's awesome. So you ended up going to these jams like regularly to get involved. Yeah. And I think that's huge, right? Like you need to have a community to partake in. I think it's a little easier now because of Instagram that you can have this community of people via the gram. Like I met, I met lots of people that I would consider my friends now that I've now met in real life, but I only first met them through Instagram, yeah. which is really interesting and a totally like backwards way of making friends than it would have been five, 10 years ago. But really yeah. cool. But yeah, you need community, I think. Absolutely. If you want to progress in Kendama and do better and just stay with it, you got to have other people around you that do it. Yeah, at so, least to share concepts and stuff. That was the biggest thing, just trick ideas. Yeah. Who would have been some of those people, and do they still play, that were part of that community? Um, I, I think Nikki Dio. She's on Instagram. Okay. Um, I think she was on Les Dama. She still okay. plays, I think. But <laughs> that's about it. Texas okay. isn't the biggest community, but I mean, it worked for the, the time to get the motivation and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's going to be I'm, so many questions about Texas and pineapples and starting a Kendama company in the middle of nowhere, at least it seems, where yeah. there isn't much of a community. So, so many questions I have about that that'll be coming up in a little bit. Um, my, my, my last like personal question of sorts for you is, is where where do you hope to be as a Kendama player? Not as a company owner, but as an individual player. Do you have ambitions and hopes or dream tricks? What do you want that to look like for you? Um, I definitely like still have personal goals. Um, really, it's not like getting the best trick anyone's ever seen or, you know, mm -hmm. being like this like huge 
like just lacing bangers all the time. That's not really for a while. That was what I was chasing. But now mm. I really just want to have a style with everything I do. Mm. So it might not be like specific tricks because those come and go like the things I want to land. Totally. But how I showcase them because I'm a real big fan of video and video editing. Mm -hmm. So really the goals I have is just to push that further. Um, push, push the like, stylistic stuff. edits into a bigger, yeah. like more cinematic space. Mm. So that's Man, a, a, my personal goal right now. Yeah. I, I think that's huge. Like the past couple guys that I've had on the on the podcast, if, if you guys have listened or those that are tuning in, if you've seen the, the previous episodes, that's been a huge thing that we've been talking about is it's it's the culture is shifting from like trying to hit the biggest bangers to actually putting out content that's enjoyable to watch and aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Like Parker Johnson is really riding yeah. that train right now where he's both putting out incredible tricks, but the cinematography and the story behind it is almost just as engaging, if not more engaging than the trick itself which then can capture a whole new audience of, of viewers, which can help grow Kendama. So if you want to be a part of growing the Kendama community, those of you that are listening, put editing into your tricks because we want more people in this community and that's a great way to get them in. Yeah, because most of the time, the hardest trick you ever land to someone who's never seen Kendama before, an okay trick and a super difficult trick all looks the same to them. Yeah. Oh, all the same isn't that the most disappointing thing though? Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> took you hours to land, but to them, they're like, oh, that, like, that's cool. But an edit, something that makes it look super stylistic, that mm -hmm. sticks with them. Like they'll remember oh, yeah. Kanama being cool. And I think that's how a lot of people get into like skateboarding or BMX because they make it look enjoyable. And cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I work with a couple guys uh, in a marketing team here in, in Calgary and and I bring my Kanama in all the time and I'm like landing tricks and like the one guy is like, that was insane. And I'm like, man, it wasn't what I wanted. And I was yeah. really disappointed in it. And he's like, don't tell me that because that looks so good. Like you don't just land something basic and I'll be impressed. It's like the people that don't play Kanama are impressed by a lighthouse flip. It's like, how do you even yeah. do that? Yeah. And for me, it's like, how do I not do that? Yeah. Because to them, like triples or anything like that like they know it flips but they're not like oh yeah. is that a quad like you know what i mean they're yeah like, it doesn't make that. any difference to them absolutely cool so okay let's dive into a bit of the pineapple conversation here because obviously that's a huge part of what you do now uh in the kanama community is you run one of the larger brands uh, of kanamas in the world an american brand as well and one that's been hosted at different events you've sponsored some of the best players in the community you got thomas gomez james uh, I, can, I can never remember his last name, Weatherall. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I don't, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it <laughs> properly. But he hasn't corrected me, so. <laughs> James, James Pineapple on, yeah. on Instagram. Uh, who else is on your team, first off? Um, so, yeah, Thomas, James. We have Trent jo Johnson. Right. Um, Ian Tulak. Um, and then uh, we have – we just added Ross to the, the team, which he – him and uh, – Ian have been going hard on doubles edits, so that's been a cool element. Oh, sick. So cool. But yeah, just five of us, right, or six including me right mm -hmm. now. That's so cool. Okay, so tell me a bit of the story. Where did the idea for Pineapple come from? When did you sit in your room or wherever you were, where was the moment where you were like, I kind of want to start a Kendama company? <laughs> so I <coughs> always had an interest in entrepreneurship. Like I didn't maybe know it. It was that strong at the time, but I always had some interest in it. So I was like playing Kanama. I remember it was like winter uh, and it was 2014, like the end of 2014. And I was like, you know, like I really would like to, to play a part in the community that I like so much. Because for me, uh, being sponsored was never something like super 
inspiring to me. Like I, I had mad respect to these people that were pushing the game and like sponsored by Sweets and Konami USA. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like that, that doesn't feel as fulfilling to me because I have mm -hmm. a pretty strong creative side. Um, and I was like, you know, I could make a Konami company you know, and play my part in that, in that way. Cause at the time there wasn't a lot of companies, especially yeah. small companies. How many years ago was this? Five. This so you would have, you would have been five. what? 17? I was 14. 14 years yeah, old? I'm 19 years old right now. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you were 14 years old when the idea to start a Kendama company. Um, That's I was wild. 14. I might've been younger where I'm talking right now, but I was 14 once pineapple, like when... we signed the business license. Oh Alaska. my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so much I want to ask now. This is so cool. Okay, so, um, uh, keep keep going on this. This is awesome. So, like, there wasn't a lot of companies. Like, there were the headliners. <laughs> there was Sweets and Konami USA, which they're always going to be on the top. And there was Konamico. Right, the Kenko, yeah. And then, like, right under them was Krom. Like, I wouldn't say they were, like, a smaller brand, but they were, like, right under those big headliners. Yeah, they were and on the then, come up, right? They were they were slowly gaining, and they I, yeah. they probably didn't have bond, they didn't have bonds at that time. They didn't have some. Well, of the bonds and all of them were Kanamiko. Yeah, so they were on Kanamiko. Was the players' team like <laughs> Kanamiko was the feeder team for Chrome's team now, basically? Pretty much, no, they like sponsored like anyone that you know. Like if they make an edit, it's gonna be crazy. It, that was Kanamiko. It wasn't gonna mm -hmm. be edited like crazy good, but it was like really solid tricks. So banger tricks, yeah. They that was like the top group, and then as far as small companies. Soul just started, mm. um, and there was a company called Leon Kanamas. Which oh, yeah, that was started by um, oh my goodness, and Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre was part Hawaii, owner or right? something. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching his edits. Those were so fun. He had yeah. such a good like vlogging personality. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's what he did after that. But and also, um, Res Kanamas was around right. then, which um. They were like a Kanama company, but it was a very specific thing. Like if you want to res Kanama, you know. So right, right. it was a pretty small group. Like there was definitely room for growth. So I, like I was just getting like thinking about that. And I mean, I was 14, so I couldn't just like drop a couple grand to start a company, you know. So yeah. I remember my parents were always really supportive of any interest I had. And at this point, I was already playing for like three or four years. So they knew it was something I was passionate about. So I remember <laughs> I like had this whole presentation together all the facts I found <laughs> did you my, pitch to your parents yeah like in yeah. your oh my goodness that's amazing I, um, before i even found a manufacturing facility before like pitching it just to them. the concept idea like the the what you're wanting to do the why right well i had why and i said i have this manufacturing facility and i have these tama design ideas like i went through all of it and i even had like no the way. pricing per units and i just oh went my. all in like i was like this is what i want to do so Dude, I you're just, gonna you're gonna go big yeah, I was gonna like I gave it all my parents. Years I was old. like, "This is what I want to do," and they thought about it and like, "Well, how much would it cost to start up?" And like, we talked about it and they thought about it for a while. And they're like, "You know, I think that could be something we can do." And uh, so, and it's still a family-owned business. Me and my dad are part owners, and that's the way I, I want to keep it. You know, it, it's always been a family wow. business. Um, we come together. Like, if there's crazy orders we need to ship out, we're all over there in the morning. You know packing up wow. orders but yeah that's so it was that's just so an cool. idea that i asked my parents <laughs> man shout out to ryan in the chat and those listening go drop him a dm just like reminding <laughs> him how incredible that is that at 14 years old he put together a pitch deck for a business <laughs> to, and he pitched it to his family and then it happened and now it's a reality at 19 yeah. years old 
like in five years, he, his company is literally a staple con con company in the Kendama community. That's incredible. Like huge props to you, first off. Okay, so, so t tell me more of that story. After you pitched it, after it went through, you, you said you didn't have a manufacturer at that point. You just had the concept and you figured everything out. So then what was like the scariest first step for you or the first like when you, when you got parental approval and you got the money, what did you do? Did you go and reach out to a to Kendama manufacturer? Was that yeah, the first thing you that, did? So I was looking at manufacturers. I was like pretty picky at the time, even though shapes back then were small cups, small Kendamas, like it was completely different yeah, than now. Like, like there wasn't really a- Classic Ozoras or Mugen, Musos, exactly. stuff like that. It wasn't like, oh, I need a, to make a design for, it was like, you just need to place an order with a manufacturer. You know, that was mm -hmm. it. And I remember I was, looking around and I finally found a manufacturer that like felt right. And um, I just got at the time, it wasn't really any crazy designs because that wasn't anything that big either at the time. It was just some solid silk kanamas because sticky paint was yes. Ozora, yeah. Ozora. Um, Mugen's yeah. was the, the Mugen Musa was the only thing that was sticky at the time. Yeah, like manufacturers couldn't even produce it at the time. So it yeah. was just a bunch of solid silk kanamas and um, a natty and a bamboo. Wow. So that was, I was so stoked. And I remember my first order came in like of, from the manufacturer and it was like a hundred kanamas, which I know for oh, most people that sounds crazy, but a hundred kanamas isn't that big of an order, you know? But in my head, yeah. I was like, Oh my, my living room had kanamas <laughs> all over it. I was so excited. Cause like, that's like, it's it. It had my logo on it, um, which was wow. way different then too. But I was just, it was so crazy, you know, that was just like a big moment. Like I'm so excited to finally have like this part in the community. Yeah. So, well, um, after that, it was just a lot of, I had no idea what I was doing with social media, but I was posting often. I remember I sponsored a few people. Um, which yeah, who were your they, first sponsors? Who my first, my first Yeah, who was the very I, first person on your team? My friend. <laughs> Who? He doesn't even play anymore. I was oh like, you have to look out for the homies. So I was like, you know, uh, he's on the team. But it wasn't like pro models and stuff. It was just yeah, team member, yeah. like post about your kanamas, you know. So him, uh, I can't even remember some of their names, dude. It's been five years. Um, <laughs> it wasn't any big players. I don't think most of them play at all anymore. But it was like two or three. And cool. it was just so like pineapple was distributed like to other accounts, you know, so people mm -hmm. could see our kanamas. Um, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I think that like the whole grind of posting and starting a company on social media really sparked my interest for that. Cause for anyone who knows me, I'm an online media specialist for a living now. And that would have never mm -hmm. happened if it wasn't for owning pineapple. So, so pineapple came first and now you do online social media managing stuff. Do you yeah. like, tell me a little bit about that in the snapshot? I'm always interested to know what people do outside of their economic world. What does that actually look like? Um, so I specifically work in the car industry. Oh, sick. So um, a lot of pretty much anything on the front end. So social media, graphic design, um, photography and videography. And mm -hmm. then you're just like online media strategy and all the way down to like merchandising products. So that way your search engine optimizations, like as mm -hmm. great as it can be, just uh, all the front end type stuff, which it was I yeah. learned all of it from pineapple, you know, totally. Right? And those yeah. are really good skills to have. Uh, first off, like I also, I also work in marketing. Those of you guys that are in the chat, if you want to get a good job that pays well and 
that skills can be learned for free, uh, get into marketing and digital marketing. You can go take 100 courses online through HubSpot or other platforms for free on digital marketing, social media, email, stuff like that. And literally that kind of stuff is so useful to companies and you can find jobs not that difficultly with and that. Freelance. And you can start your own business. Yeah, you can freelance, do all that stuff. It's like, it's huge. Just go do it. Go start your side hustle. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, back, we'll back up a little bit because I remember uh, Trey put in a question uh, through my Q&A that I put out uh, earlier this week. Trey, who's, who's just grinding. He is unreal right now. Trey Vin, if you know him. Uh, he jams with Logan Tosta all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he, he asked, uh, what Kenoma manufacturer do you use? So did, I remember chatting with Chad a couple weeks back and he was talking about how they, they actually bounced between a couple manufacturers early on because Kenoma manufacturing was so difficult back in the day. Yeah. And now... And now it seems like there's maybe two or three main manufacturers. Uh, there's like Han Rui. I think there's an American one, but I don't know the name of it that Kusa uses. And now you guys are partnering with a new one, Evo. But yeah, but, yeah well, tell me a little um, bit more on the manufacturing side. We, um, like at the beginning, bounced like around a little bit at the beginning as well, because there wasn't like a Kendama manufacturer really back then. It was like a wood turning facility that also made some kanamas you know mm-hmm. that, so that was the difficulty in the beginning um now there's a couple like most kanamas are made overseas mm-hmm. and we we work with some hanrui stuff because they're just you know the probably the big they're, big. they're the only like name brand china manufacturer you know mm-hmm. um and we we just work with a couple um but like i mean to be honest like most of the facilities it's not like i really know a name Mm-hmm. I just know the rep I work with. So, sure, sure. Yeah. So do you think um, for those, so I think people always have this dream in the Kendama community of starting their own Kendama brand yeah. or a Kendama company. Do you think it's easier today or harder today than it was when you started? Way harder. Do you think harder. it's harder? Why? Um, so it's, okay, it's easier and harder. It's probably, it, it's easier for sure to find a manufacturing company because Hanrui sponsors NAKO. So you can, right. you know, I'm going online, you can order Kanamas. Like it's that simple mm-hmm. because that saves, like it took me months to find a solid manufacturing facility, mm-hmm. but there's a lot more competition now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Kanama, like the as a community is pretty genuine. So mm-hmm. it's Kanama is definitely not a get rich quick, like business. No, you know? <laughs> not at all. Um, Kanama players usually like, they want to know this company is going to, like play a part in the community first. Mm-hmm. So you might you put your stuff online and it's like a while before you start getting some consistent sales or really creating a brand for oh, yourself yeah. because you, people want to sit it out, like get a feel for you first, like to get into mm-hmm. the community. They want to know I mean, if you're actually part of it or not. Can yeah. almost closed off like that in a, in a cool, but also sometimes frustrating way. It's hard to get in, but once you're in, you're in. Yeah, you're in. And like, it just grows like crazy. But that initial time, it could take a while, months or even a year to get, like find out who you are as a brand, which mm-hmm. I totally recommend if you want to make a brand um, in the Kanama community, you need to know like who you are, like what is your brand and mm-hmm. how are you going to play a part before you even start it? Because that's what people want to know, you know? Whenever I started mm-hmm. my company, I can't even think how many emails or DMs I got about like, what are you going to do to support the community? And we right. need to have an answer for that, you know? Totally. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so cool. And and great insight, I think, for anybody in the chat who's looking at starting some sort of a brand associated with Kendama, whether or not it's Kendama 
like a, a man, like they're manufacturing or if it's a clothing brand or anything like that. If you want to start something in the Kendama community, understand that there's some barriers. Uh, and, and one of those barriers is that it's a, it's a tight knit community of people that know each other and, and word of mouth travels insanely fast in Kendama. So yeah. if you're doing something that's value first value giving, you're going to get picked up and passed along real fast and you'll grow. Uh, but if you're just trying to get value out of people, that's not going to go over very well for you. Yeah, it's also same, just good business sense. Yeah, for sure. And same goes if you're not trying to start a company, but you're trying to get sponsored. Kind of the same, like what you summed up, the same tips go. You, you, yeah. need, to, you need to be giving the company and the community something. Not that like mm -hmm. you want free economics or you want like how the, how the company could affect you. Because you want to think, how can I make this community better than the day I found it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, we'll jump into the protein conversation a little bit and more on, on maybe on the manufacturing where pineapple's going, but I want to okay. take a couple minutes here and ask some questions uh, that came from people that submitted them. Uh, those of you that are in the live chat right now, go ahead and put some questions in the Q&A tool, and I'd love to know what you guys want to ask Ryan uh, about his company, about his story, about his team, manufacturing, whatever it is. Throw those in the Q&A tool. Uh, I got one in there, and we got a couple that I got submitted beforehand. So we'll ask a few of those right now, and then we'll dive back into the conversation. So uh, Peaches and Kareem, one of my homies from uh, Canada, he comes out to my jams regularly and, and he helps me host them. He's an unreal guy. Uh, he asked a real tough question, I think. Okay. Pineapples on pizza, it's do or die time. No, I don't like pineapples on pizza. What? <laughs> no, I don't like pineapple like on pizza. I'm a meat lover type person. Yeah. Wait, wait, then hold up. Let me add another question. Then why the name pineapple if you don't love pineapple? So I live in Texas now, but I'm from originally Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I wanted, I, I've answered this on um, the pineapple story as well, because that's probably like, everyone's like, why are you called pineapple kendama? Mm -hmm. In I Texas of all name, places, right? Yeah. I, I remember I saw the Steve Jobs um, like movie with Ashton Kutcher, and that was my business knowledge at that age you know when i started oh, is that the and new was, one he, the huh? new steve jobs movie yeah because i think okay i've seen that one too it's pretty good I yeah it. and that was like huge to learn business for me at that age so the big thing was he's like you their name's apple because it's relatable you know mm -hmm. so i knew i need to have something that everyone thinks about not just kendama it's like a you know mm -hmm. it's pineapple you think about it and then it needed to be personal to me so pineapples i mean if you don't know oahu has the the dual pineapple plantations there. So oh, most cool. the pineapple we're getting here in the States are from, from there. there. So it just made sense. I don't know. And at first it was like, what about pineapple? And we were like thinking about it, me, my family and some friends and it kind of just stuck. It just felt right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. There's some really good questions coming into the Q and A. And so I want to get through a couple of them. Uh, we'll try and keep them kind of short because we got so much to talk about. Yeah. I have a million <laughs> questions. This is such a great conversation so far. Oh my goodness. Uh, Matthew Kendama asked, were you nervous to take the first step into launching the company? Yes and no. Um, I'm really <laughs> grateful for starting my company at such a young age because mm. you don't have those like anxieties when you're Yeah, you, you don't have a house to look after. You don't have a family no. or anything. It's like, if it fails, it fails, whatever. Yeah, there was not no repercussion if it didn't do good so really i was nervous because like you want people to like your project you know mm -hmm. but there was nothing really to be nervous about because for me it was like sales might, aren't going to be like oh my goodness we can buy a new house you know like right away <laughs> but i'm having fun you mean that kendama cash isn't coming in at the, at the yeah, not, mark a year? yeah i'm not a millionaire um but it just i was having fun with the process 
So to be honest, I never even thought about needing to be nervous. Mm. Cool. Uh, JT Gama, uh, he asked, as time went on, which companies slash Kendama styles slash shapes did you take inspiration from for pineapple? Um, I tried not to um, copy stuff or take too, like I, I tried to keep a very narrow sight on what I want to do. So I guess in the beginning, Sweets was a huge inspiration because they were doing the most innovative stuff with colors. Mm. Um, but now I don't even look at Kendamas for colorway or shape inspirations. Um, when mm. it comes to shape, it's purely what I think would be good and the team thinks could be good for like the current situation. And then for colorways, I can look at like a new sneaker that just dropped and like ideas, mm. just come, you know? So yeah, you find yeah. inspiration from the brands around you. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dama on uh, Dama on's a really cool company out there right now. I really am stoked on what they're doing. They're creating some really neat stuff and their styles are dope. Uh, they asked who are some of your favorite brands and why? Um, my favorite is, I mean, sweets, obviously that's the Kanamas I played when I was getting into it. Um, and there's really nice people. Um, the first year pineapple was established. We sponsored MKO and, like as being such a small brand, like less than a thousand followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, they like were super hospitable. Um, I remember Sweets like just kind of talked to me and like the, his team showed me a few things on the business side, which when that's why I love Kendama because any other industry, two different brands are almost sort of like enemies. Mm -hmm. And that's really not the case in Kendama. Like they had no reason to help but they did like they showed me things of how I can make my company even better. So mm -hmm. that's, that's why they're like, they're like my favorite company. Uh, yeah. Outside of pineapple. That's awesome. We got a couple more questions, but I'm going to save them for the end. Cause I want to dive back into to a bit of the story about your team currently and what's coming up for pineapple. There's a really cool announcement that you guys just put out. And I think it's kind of kicking off this weekend, right? The, the, the XR is dropped when we started the stream. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Guys, get out there after the stream and go cop Small one batch. right away. Yeah. Small batch. Absolutely. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your team, uh, the players on your team, why you chose them, and, and what do you like about each of them? Um, so when I, I've sponsored people for a long time, you know, and you, unfortunately, you have to, you learn things when you sponsor people, what things you like, and then what things you know you need to have in a player. Otherwise, it just doesn't sit right because... Yeah, uh, Kanama team is a family. Like you need to all. Yes. You can't have two people that butt heads. No, no. Or like hate each that, other's that ideas. That doesn't work. No, not at all. Because then, when it comes down to it, if as an owner, like I, I think of myself as part of the team, but at the end of the day, I'm the owner. Like I have to make some decision. So mm -hmm. if you're like mm -hmm. a kind of person that doesn't like to settle on things or work with others, it's going to be hard to be in a team because you know, like that makes the owner think maybe you're not the right fit. So that was huge. I wanted people that were open-minded, very laid back, you know, and it's really what, like, everyone on my team, I like to think are all friends, and that's mm. huge. So that was the first thing before I even looked at, like, their skill. Mm. And then after that, I look, before I even get to their skill in Nama, their skill in posting, making videos, or just making mm. content, because that's, it is a business, so you need, you know, yeah. content to come out. Um, and, like, I don't think anyone gets mad when their favorite pro posts more tricks, you know? You no, know, not like at all. see that. Yeah, you want consistency and you want uniqueness, right? You want yeah. someone that stands out from the norm on, on the way they post and yeah. what they do. 
So it's not all skill dependent. For those of you that are listening, skill is a contributor. But if you think that just being the best player in the world is what's going to get you sponsored, it might. But there's other avenues that are way more impactful on companies noticing you. So yeah. make sure you're focusing on those other avenues before you're focusing on trying to really grind out that 14 hour trick. Focus on upgrading your, your video quality, upgrade your, your personal, don't upgrade your personality, but work <laughs> on your personality, you know, yeah. uh, become a more engaging person. People want to engage with your content, but in order for them to engage, you got to be engaging. Yeah. And it's just, um, it will be a lot harder for you to get sponsored if you're just focusing on placing bangers because that like it takes a lot of time but then if you just add these couple building blocks that could like push you light years ahead of where you are so mm -hmm. um yeah tricks are the last thing just making sure that you know they they can compete at okay level i'm not a super competition driven company mm -hmm. i know some companies really care about how their team places uh competition isn't huge for me but i mainly <laughs> want to make sure that they're they're posting like consistently like difficult tricks that are like pushing the way people look at kendama yeah Absolutely. I love what JTag just put in the comments. He says, level up your life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Jay. Um, awesome. So then tell me a little bit about your team members right now. Uh, give me a brief snapshot on each of them on, on why you like them as, as a part of the pineapple team and what they bring to the team. Okay. So uh, James has been on the team for quite a while. Uh, I think over almost two years at this point. And that he became pro because like, I hung out with him like when we he got added on the team it was at mko a couple of years ago so it was like a really cool like we got to like welcome him to the team with like the current team at the time like all at the event and like that was my first time really meeting him in person and mm -hmm. it was like this vibe he let off like he genuinely loves kanama like loves Dude, it the guy's and unreal it's just his life like that's he loves um like outdoors and kanama and that's like the most mm -hmm. picture perfect you know kanama player mm -hmm. um and that was the reason like we i made him pro is because he just genuinely loves it and when we were designing his pro model he like really cares about this like product that's coming out that because it's his name you know mm -hmm. so that was a big thing so um then under we have trent johnson mm -hmm. and uh if you ever met him at an event he's like the nicest person you ever meet in your life. I, I actually don't think i've ever met trent sadly okay uh, he, he's like a big teddy bear he's awesome um and he was really like push he's pushing the game and um, he's really active in the Oregon scene. And that's another big thing. If you have a community near you, stay mm -hmm. active there. Because it might not have to be like, I don't live in Oregon. But I know that they're like, handle, like they're really pushing that scene. So that's important to me. Mm -hmm. um, and also, it was really nice that him and um, James live near each other. So you have, you know, if your team can motivate each other. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that I really am happy with how like Oregon's being set with pineapple right now. And then um, on the other side, uh, we have Ian Tulak. Um, for him, I really loved him, how he was uh, editing his videos and also his like photo content. Like he was really doing a good job branding himself. So, and I mean, that's the quick way to my heart as an online media specialist, you know? So mm -hmm. he, that was why I added him on the team. Um, and he's always added like weird, just conceptual tricks. And that's something that's super cool to me because it's like that stuff that you've never seen. You know what I mean? And I love <laughs> watching that stuff. Like, it's always cool to see tricks that are, you know, simple elements and just real difficult. But for him, it's like some stuff I've never even thought to do on mm -hmm. Kinama. So that was really inspiring to me. And then uh, and Ross, um, I met him through EM. And, and they're great friends. 
so I, I before Ross was on the team, Ian asked if he could make a doubles edit with him. And I was like, yeah, like we can put on pineapple, even though Ross was on the team. And they made that doubles edit and they went off. Like it was so, mm-hmm. it was such a good edit. Um, mm-hmm. And at that time I was like, you know, like I think it would be good to add him on the team too, you know, cause then mm-hmm. like they're really good at like keeping each other motivated and like the edits they make together are just so sick. And um, he was, he's one of the more recent additions. And then we have uh, Thomas Gomez, who mm-hmm. is our most recent player. Dude, I, I, first off, before you talk about Thomas, let me pump him up a little bit. I love that guy so much. I got to compete against him at NACO this past year. And it, he, my last match of the second day was against him. And it was to determine who went on to the final stage. Oh, wow. It was such a good game. I think he, he ended up beating me three to two. But it was just such an encouraging game to watch him just light it up and to see him go on and place in the top 12. I don't remember where he finished. but And since then, like, now him and I chat occasionally via the this Instagram group we're a part of. He's just a genuine guy and his tricks yeah. are unreal. Very consistent. Yeah, very consistent. And um, I always, I just like the younger talent that they're still like, Kanama is just, I've been in Kanama for so long now that that initial like rush that you had about being in the community isn't the same for me anymore. So mm-hmm. seeing someone that I almost like saw myself when I was getting, I was newer into Kanama and just like so inspired. That's the big thing. So inspired to get better and, um, to just like push his own skill and he was repping pineapple so hard for so long so i don't think anyone thought he was undeserving of that spot no not at all that's so cool uh, you have an incredible team of really genuine people i hope to meet the other two i know james and i know thomas a little bit but mm-hmm. but the others i i have yet to meet and have the privilege of getting to know that's good. so cool um my viewers always ask so and and i got this question um who do you have any people that you're looking out for or some come ups that you think are really interesting that you may or may not be interested in sponsoring? Now you don't have to get too specific, um, yeah. but it, it's always the question that comes up. So people always want to know who, who do you, who do you notice out there? That's just doing something really cool. Um, right now. Well, I want to start off by saying like, I'm never like our team's full. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's never like, there's a, not a set number in my head that I need like this many players. So I'm always looking. So even if like sometimes we've done sponsorship contests, but that's by no means the only way to get on the team. Mm-hmm. So um, really, if you want to know what I'm looking for right now to work on is banger videos. If it be Instagram or YouTube, really hone down on how you edit and just your overall style. That's what I'm looking at right now. Who's someone that you think is knocking it out of the park when it comes to editing style? Whether or not they're on another team or not on a team at all, who's who's killing it? Um, Parker, obviously. Parker Johnson on Sweets. He's killing it with his video. I him and I George. George is doing some wild things with editing right now. Yeah, yeah, him too. Um, the, Soul, the Soul team as a whole, they're doing pretty good with yeah, the, they've definitely their pushing video. Yeah. But I can't really think of any uh, individual player right now but if you want to have people look up to yeah look um at like the soul team or yeah yeah. awesome awesome okay uh let's let's wrap up the conversation a little bit and focus in on what's next for pineapple there's a big new partnership that you have with with evo evolution kanamas um which is really cool tell me about that and tell me how that happened and what where that's going in the future i think that that's really, really cool. I think that's one of the first, like, really public, like, hey, 
we're getting our kendamas manufactured with this company. Most companies don't really make public statements about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, how it went is like, obviously majority of our products except for the XR line are made by our manufacturers overseas. And that's pretty standard for almost all companies. Almost every company aside from the few that hand turn themselves like Green Theory and Terra. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then even for Green Theory, they have their China line as well. Yeah. And really all businesses period not just kendama mm -hmm. stuff's manufactured overseas so whenever you have that element it takes a long time to mm -hmm. get a product from an idea to reality mm -hmm. and that was what i was facing because i mean i'm working on a kendama right now that i've been doing i work on for six months and i haven't even seen the final product yet like i just have you know it just takes so long from that's crazy i have the idea i'm getting designs i get the team input we're talking to manufacturers it takes a long time before that Kanama ends up on our website. So mm -hmm. I really was like, man, like I want to have a faster turnaround time. And I'd be lying to you if I knew anything about how I need to turn to Kanama. <laughs> I've been designing Kanamas for years now, but like I have no technical ability when it comes to wood turning. Mm -hmm. So um, Evo, I knew for a while and they've been killing it with hand turn, consistent hand turn products. So I was like, you know, it makes sense. Like they, I know what I want. Like I know the design I wanted. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but the XR isn't like the XR shape. So the black ones that just came out, the black spectras, that is the best Kanama that pineapple has right now. Right. Mm. And the next batch we'll learn and we'll change and we'll make the shape even better. So the next batch will be the best always the new batch of XRs is going to be the best that I have to offer to the community. Mm. How much are you retailing the XRs for on your site right now? Um, it depends on wood. The black specters are $90 though. Nice. Um, and if you guys in the chat haven't played an Evo Kendama before that they're, they're unreal. Like I've played one before uh, peaches and cream has one is mm -hmm. two, I think. Uh, and it was a birch on birch. That was the first Kendama I landed a triple still flip on. I was like, yeah. that's insane. So yeah, they're, they're super really consistent, good. like really talented dudes to the turn. Like, I don't even understand how they can do that. But um, and this is so, an exclusive partnership that you have with them, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they have, he has, Evo has their own brands um, and they do like custom pieces. But as far as making big batches um, for us or as big of a hand turned batch as you can have, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was like, I want something that I can one, like have an idea for a change and be like, okay, next month, it's gonna be ready to sell. You know, that was the big thing for me. Yeah. Um, and then as well for wood possibilities, you know, if you have an idea for woods and your manufacturer doesn't have it, you either can't do it or you have to find a way to source that wood and it just takes mm -hmm. longer. So with this, since it's right here in the US, I can be like, hey, like I want, like let's do hickory. And he's like, okay, and mm -hmm. we order some hickory in, and then we can have the next batch, like be exactly what we want every time. Yeah, so it wasn't so much like, customization. yeah, it wasn't ever like, oh, I want a USA made Kanama because China like has got it down. Like they've been doing like pretty much all, most of the majority of products in our yep. community are China made. Soul one up shapes, the boost shapes, mm -hmm. pretty much every Kanama that you play that is on your shelf. Those of you that are listening is probably made at the same factory in China mm -hmm. called Hanrui. Uh, and they're incredible. There's nothing wrong with that. They're, they're a yeah. fantastic manufacturer that does an incredible job and very yeah. consistent. They got it down for sure. But so it wasn't ever like, cause USA's made better. Like, you know, it was nothing like that. And I know hand turn does, it means that 
like the shapes aren't going to be exact because this is made by hand. You know, it's not mm -hmm. any machining. But also, when it's made by hand, it almost makes a more uh, rounded off, like soft shape. Mm -hmm. um, and I have one right here. So it just like is more comfortable in the hand. Mm -hmm. When as a machine, you're going to have like your sharper angles, you know. So what we found when prototyping these is it just felt really like organic and nice, you know. It locked in stalls really well, but for juggles, it was just nice and soft. And that was something I really, I really enjoy in a kendama, to be able to have those, those two balances. But really, it just, um, I had a need to make products like faster, and mm -hmm. Evo had the technical ability to do so. So we decided to team up, and yeah, they've been turning these. That's awesome. Well, we got about nine minutes left before Instagram kicks us off here and the podcast will be over. Uh, and we got a couple questions in the chat uh, that have been dropped in the Q&A. If those of you that are still listening want to throw in a couple more, we'll try and fire through as many as we can. Uh, and we'll try and fire through a few of them and then we'll wrap up at the end. I got some announcements for those that are, are just joining in late, uh, repeating some stuff from the beginning. So uh, let's get into some of these quick questions. Um, Ozaru, uh, BA Photo, asked, uh, what are your favorite aspects of the XR drop today? Um, aesthetically, obviously, they're gorgeous. And also, it's a birch spectra, so it's going to be really nice for, like, stilts and stalls. Awesome. Uh, Drew Manchu, he asked, uh, along the same lines of XR, what kind of woods are you thinking of putting in the XRs in the future? Um, definitely more creative spectras, so it would be a birch wood. Um, and really, if you have a suggestion, DM us. I'm, I'm up for ideas. Ooh, you hear it right there. They want to get feedback from the public. Gotta love that. Make sure you send them a DM. Let them know what you want to see in the Dharma. Um, this is a really interesting question from Takana, uh, Dama. How do you grow your community in pandemic times? Greetings from Ecuador. Takana, thank you so much for tuning in from Ecuador. That's amazing. Um, I would say, like, for me, it was, like, obviously hard times for everyone. So if I could give like a little distraction from that, you know, a little happiness in, in what mm. we do with Kanamas, that was the main thing. So it was just, you know, having like this, the stories, I like to be a pretty transparent company. So that was something I hope that it gave some people some comfort for a little bit, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that was the main key to growing in, a, in the current times we're living in. That's awesome. And one of my homies that I, I got sort of into Kendama a little bit back in the day, a few years back, he asked, uh, where do you see Dama in five years? Um, the way it's growing, it almost, I feel like it's trending sort of like the, the freestyle sport community, like skateboarding. I mean, that's how it came into the US. So skateboarding and BMX. So I see it as more of like a, um, like a stylistic thing that more people can get into, especially with how the designs are going. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think more of like a that how their communities are. I see Kanama kind of going in that way. Do you okay? So this is this is a question that I've started to hear murmurings of amongst some of the pro players or the semi-pro players, uh, wondering and, and and posing the question: Do you ever think that a company like Red Bull or Monster would look at the Kanama community and say, "We want to start getting into that" in the same way that they went into BMX and into skate and into literally every other individualistic freestyle like. Uh, sport do you think yeah. that there's potential that a major company like that would step into the game i definitely could see it i mean mike schneider he's a professional fingerboarder has a part on red bull mm -hmm. so that's a pretty small community like we are are you so, are you pumped for that possibility or or as a company owner does that intimidate you um i'm pumped for it because like how skateboarding is like 
I feel like Red Bull or Monster, those energy drink companies coming in would help push our community from a media standpoint. Mm. And then that just leaves all the existing companies like so much room to grow, you know, like so more, so many new people to get into. Mm -hmm. So I don't think of it as a threat in any way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I think there's one, maybe two more questions left here. Uh, Adams.39, he wants to know, what's your favorite food? And he's from Latvia. Welcome here, Adams. Thank you so much for being here. Um, favorite food? <laughs> Probably like a fried chicken sandwich. I love chicken Ooh, sandwich. Classic Texan meal. That's <laughs> awesome. And, and my last question that I want to ask before we wrap up here is, what do you see as the future for pineapple kendamas? Where do you want pineapple to be? What um, do you want pineapple to be, maybe? I want pineapple to be um, not only, I, I hope I'm doing an okay job at this now, but even better in the future. Not only a company, like a product company, but also a community you can come to. You know, if you can, like we have our edits that you can get motivated from, our products that you can use, and a team that you can go to and get information from, you know. So really mm -hmm. like a one-stop shop for any player who wants to take their playing to the next level. I just hope Pineapple can be that company that people want to go to for that. That's awesome. Wow, Ryan, this has been an incredible conversation. I have learned literally so much uh, in this brief snapshot. I'm really excited to receive my pineapples in the mail. I'm stoked to play them. I'm stoked to support the journey that you're on. I'm really excited for this Evo partnership because I played an Evo Kendama, and now I'm probably going to try and buy a Pineapple Evo uh, Kendama, one of the XRs, because that just yeah. sounds so dope. Uh, really well, excited for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is a real, real great privilege. Those of you tuning in now, uh, this is going to be up on my IGTV afterwards. And if you didn't know, I've been working really hard in the past week to get all of the Brewview episodes from the past uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. And the secret is out. I said that at the beginning of the episode, but the podcast is live. It's on Spotify already. You can actually go on Spotify right after this episode and find all the pre-existing episodes uploaded there, aside from the first two that are pilots that I hope to release in the future. Uh, so go back, like them, share them, help support the review. If you want to see this keep happening with other company owners, with other pro players, with other influencers in the community, uh, let me know that you're interested in that because I want to keep doing this, but I'm only going to keep doing it if you guys want this to happen. So let me know. Uh, what you want to see, share that. Let me know if you're listening to it. Um, and in hopefully the next 30 to 45 minutes, I'll have this episode uploaded on Spotify. It does take a little bit of time for it to distribute, but it should be up by today or tomorrow as well. So thank you so, so much, Ryan, for joining in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in live. I'm excited always to see your interaction. We got lots of coffee gangs in the chat. We got so much going on here. And this was an incredible conversation where I learned so much. And I think the people that joined in learned a lot too, both on the Kenama side, on the media side, how to grow their brand, what it takes to run a company and all those sorts of things. And, and as I saw in the chat, uh, Brian, so many people saying like, they want to buy a pineapple now. So this is awesome. Uh, I appreciate great for you. the support. Absolutely. Um, for those of you tuning in, next week we got uh, Matt Zanoni, the owner of Artemis Kendamas, joining me on the review. We're going to be talking about his company, a new company on the scene that has done some, some really unique stuff. And then right after that, we got someone that is barely out of the womb right now. We got Citadel Kendamas joining uh, two weeks from now. They're a brand new Canadian company that hasn't even officially dropped their Kendama, and they're going to be joining me in two weeks from now. So, uh, I'm really excited for those episodes and really excited for what's been going on here. And as always, guys, stay caffeinated.
thank you so much, Ryan. And we'll, we'll be in touch soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good one. Absolutely. Bye. You learned a lot about Kendama News and Culture, and you learned something about someone in the community that you didn't know before. And at the end of the day, I hope this inspires you to have a deeper conversation behind this silly game we play called Kendama. As always, I hope to see you next week, and stay caffeinated. Thank you.